comic book pit. Okay. Okay, so we're back for another episode of Comic Book Pit. This is episode 298. Gadzooks! Yeah. March the 300 That's is right. on. We're just we're on the eve of 300. Away. Yeah. Uh, I am Dan, and on the couch, we've got... Big Sean Atkins. Sean. My name is Sean. <laughs> Not as big Jared. <laughs> also no. known as Stefan. <laughs> Sorry. And laughing hysterically at the table. <laughs> Link. And Kate. <laughs> and this is our uh, our comic book review episode. And uh, if you're just uh, if you're a new listener, uh, go back and check out the previous episode, uh, 297. We had a, a nice in-depth conversation about the passing of uh, comic book legend uh, Stan Lee. And... Uh, yeah, definitely check that out. That was a lot of fun. I mean, not fun. But <laughs> Whoa! I mean, <laughs> we, dan- we danced on his grave. That came out wrong. Uh, <laughs> dan loves when people die. I love it. I'm a vampire. Um, no, it was it was it was it was a nice uh, reflection of the uh, life and career of Stanley. <laughs> the the conversation itself was lively. Yes, we had a good time talking. You know, remembering. Uh, Stan the Manly, but now we're here to uh, talk about some comics. Um, May I interject, please? I believe Sean has an announcement. Oh yeah, absolutely. Apparently, since I don't watch Sean's Mad pregnant. Men or sitcoms, <laughs> I, this is my last show on TV. <laughs> no, because you're not watching sitcoms. You're busy creating artwork, and now that artwork is being collected and exhibited. You are correct, sir. Crap, I was going to follow that through. See, all my energy was in the first podcast. Um, I am. I'm actually I'm going to have a gallery show. Uh, my very first one, the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, uh, gave me this great opportunity. Uh, I used to go there about 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago. That kind of like processed that actually twenty years ago. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so from November nineteenth to January nineteenth, you can go there and see like forty pieces that I've done. Uh, some stuff, if you've been following me for years, you've recognized. Like I have some stuff from the the Worlds Collide exhibit uh, from the old museum. Well, not old. They're not old. They've been they're still around. My bad. Um, also, kind of more like finished pieces from another show that they used to do. I think it was like the Star Wars Post-It show. So you'll see that. And like some comic books over the years. Some comic books I haven't shown anybody um, will be there. Actually, there will even be some stuff from uh, from the Love of Monsters anthology. 
So, nice. So, check it out. And the I Art Institute believe. is on Penn Avenue in Pittsburgh yes. Strip District. Uh-huh. 1400 Penn Avenue, I believe and is the, the address. Heart of the Cultural District, I think. No, I think you're more like the you're left hand of the cultural <laughs> yeah. district. Yeah, you're not, you're not, yeah, you're in the, you're, you're, you're closer you're to in the, the strip, strip district. district. Yeah. yeah, you are yeah. in the strip district. You're, yeah. you're right behind Lydia's. I know where that's at. Yeah. My roommate is the work. Lydia's. Uh, it's a restaurant. Restaurant. Oh, is it good? I never ate there. My my <laughs> old roommate of mine used to work there, oh. and I would pick him up. My first movie. So and you're down like by the history food? center. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. Not the, the art institute I remembered because I like I said 20 years ago. <laughs> but it's going to be uh, it's, gonna, it's starting tomorrow, November 19th through January 19th, right? Yes. So by the time this comes out, which is like a week later. So it's already yeah. been up. But it's streaming now. But yes. So, so, yeah, it's so, streaming so, now. So, if anybody's watching live, then... Yeah, they'll hear it now. They, they are on the ground floor of knowing yeah. about it. But we'll make sure to uh, to post that. Mm-hmm. Um, further information will come to let you know if there's like a... I don't know, like a cocktail party or... Some sort of opening. Opening. Yeah. The, for public people. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting though. It's a, you know yeah. it's, it's nice that you know one of our own. I mean we we've, we've got plenty of friends who've you know done gallery shows, but it's nice that you know one of our own is uh, getting the opportunity. Thanks, real proud of you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I have to admit, I really didn't know when they offered it to me. I was like, "Are you sure you guys asked the right guy for this?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for the last I don't know, like fifteen, twenty years. I mean, I've been doing comic books. And I still have that old set in my mind where comic books, I mean, as much as they are a process or an art and a medium and a well-respected medium at that, and they should be, I still, sometimes it's kind of tough to process that the stuff can be in museums now mm-hmm. or in a mm-hmm. gallery. And even though I, hel- you know, I helped out from time to time at the Toonsium, you know, you know, they called me up or emailed me like, oh, hey, can you do this? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I still, you know, I don't have that, like, I don't know, that process of, like, oh, yeah, this can one day be in a gallery. When I do comic mm-hmm. book pages, you know, odds are it's going to be in this one uh, cardboard box hoping that yeah. rain doesn't get in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, the you know, for them to ask me, and I legitly was just like, I don't know. What do you guys want me to give you? And they're like, whatever you want. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Let me know. What do you want in this show? And they're just <laughs> like, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me what you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I threw in, I threw in, I tried to throw in as much fun stuff that mm-hmm. I thought was fun. I thought I'd try to put my best foot forward as well. Like what I thought was that I, at the end result was I thought was really good as well as uh, some stuff that other people I remember would respond to very Mm -hmm. positively so like I remember a lot of people uh, for the world's collide thing was like oh yeah that's really great and you know to me I'm just like what are you talking about it's just two hand Mm -hmm. like it's arm wrestling how exciting is that but sure you're an idiot it's horrible (laughs) (laughs) But I would just like, okay, well, this was a nice positive turnout, so I'd give them that, and then I threw in like a couple things that I really liked. So, like I did, uh, 
a Jello Apocalypse cover, but cool. I based it on um, uh, a Robert McGinnis cover, like uh, some pulpy cover, some yeah. Mike Shane, Mike Hammer type of pulp cover. And so I had really fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I put that in there. And I only bring that up because I had to, I can actually say that I have a gallery piece that has the word dick spits. So (laughs) (laughs) they didn't turn me down. I gave it to them to review. (laughs) They're like, yeah, that's perfect. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) Beautiful. Excellent. I thought it was beautiful. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah. Check it out for their information once I find out more. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, okay, so uh, like I said before, this is our comic book, actual comic book review episode. Um, we've got a decent amount of stuff to talk about. Um, I was going to kick it off uh, with something that, that I read, and I think, Link, I think you read this too, um, The Green Lantern number one. Well. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. So, um, this was, uh, hopefully, a you know, I, I think a lot of people were hoping like a return to greatness for, uh, for Hal Jordan, the green lantern. Let me put, let me get y'all on the camera there. There you go. Uh, hey. Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp, uh, the creators on this one. And I, uh, I wasn't really sure, you know, cause it, I'm, I'm really hit or miss with Grant Morrison. But uh, and uh, Liam Sharp, I, I I know some of his work. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I haven't really followed a lot of it. Um, I know his style. Like I, I feel like he was really he was a lot bigger like in the 90s, maybe in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, he was a name that I recognized more then than I you know that I've seen these days. But um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really fun read. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was also we were talking in the last podcast about how certain people need editors and that's mm-hmm. the Grant Morrison thing too I think yeah, he needs reined in definitely and you can he seeps through a little bit where you're like whoa Grant Morrison yeah because he's um, he at one point he brings up like the other light spectrums mm-hmm. of lanterns where he's like yeah there's like UV lanterns and like x-ray lanterns and I was like what the hell are you doing <laughs> I mean that makes yeah. sense but like yeah, don't. It was, <laughs> yeah that, that was definitely interesting like the, I mean he's I, I think you know him doing this. You know the science fiction aspect is going to be. It's something that, like I said, they're like you said, they're probably going to want to rein in more. Yeah. But um, I thought this first issue they did a pretty good job of setting things up, where it's um, you know we see a, a lot of the uh, we we actually don't see how right away. It's no. like maybe not like not even halfway through, we see how who's on Earth. He's actually. And, and at first, I thought, "Oh, are we getting a retelling of the Green Lantern?" Story? I thought like, they were doing. That I thought too, they were yeah. doing like the origin, but it turns out he's he's kind of like on a like a, a break, or he's like on like, uh, like shortly. Yeah, like, like he, he's on Earth. He's kind of hanging out with his lady. He's he's kind of bumming around. Um, <laughs> and bum is a good word to use. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's kind of like. Like not on vacation is almost like like you said he's on a leave or he's yeah. kind of like 
it's almost like he's on restricted duty or something because his yeah his, the, his ring's not even powered. Yeah, I'm it's like something clearly had happened in one of the many Although, that it, happened beforehand. Is he a bum on this or? Uh, he, There's he basically a scene where he's fighting other aliens, and a couple that's driving by <laughs> were basically like, "Oh, look, it's just people practicing for the bum fighting championship." <laughs> yeah, and like, then the woman's like, "Yay, bums!" <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole comic, by the way. Yeah, there, there, there are definitely right. some like kind of like retro things in here. Like they, they, they. Um, refer to his uh, having had multiple jobs yeah. throughout his career, like working as an insurance salesman and like a toy salesman yeah. and like, and all these things that were very like silver age. Yeah. And then, yeah. He, and then he's like fist fighting a bunch of hobos <laughs> yeah. at, at one point, <laughs> but it, it didn't ever seem like out of place. It just seemed yeah, like weird. It just seemed like something how would be part of. Yeah. Like he, you know, he was, he, he's almost like kind of like a cowboy in that respect, where he, yeah. he he's like, it's like Americana, yeah, you know. Yeah. He's just yeah, um, but he he eventually does, uh, you know, things happen. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through the, all the course events, but you know, he gets his ring charged, uh, but with the help of another lantern, mm-hmm. and he's back in action. Um, the the uh, the guardians basically call him back. Yeah. To, act, to to do to active service, um, there's uh, they think there's someone like has, someone had infiltrated the core. The, the the book of Oa is is a mess. Yeah, or yeah. something. Something's going on with it. Yeah, and there's um, I don't know if you noticed the like the the kind of the the hint that Doctor like Doctor Manhattan is is impl- uh, is something. Oh, I must have missed that. Well, if, if you look, there's like that two page spread, I think, or, or there's like this. Um, where they show like all these images from the book of Oa and there's Dr. Manhattan's symbol. Let's see. Um, it's like that, like the circle with the little dot. It might be, t- might be like towards the back. Like, yeah. like when he's back in, in his, in his uniform. Um, I think it's towards the end, but there's like when they, when they have the, the, the big book open, and towards the bottom of the page, there's like what looks like Doctor Manhattan's uh, symbol. Yeah. And uh, here, let me get the. Yeah, you can see it on the bottom, on the uh, right hand side there. They're looking at it. Um, so it kind of makes you wonder, like, what's you know, yeah, what's going on. That is interesting. And uh, I don't know. I just I I, I kind of like this return to form for for how, and. Um, someone I, I forget who I was talking to or if I was listening to something. Someone pointed out the the idea, like how the title is the Green Lantern, not just yes. Green Lantern, yeah, and that it was kind of weird. But I think how is like he's like uh, the other Green Lanterns are called like by their name, like yeah. Guy Gardner, John Stewart. Kyle. He's the only one that people call like Green Lantern. So it's almost like he's like the green, yeah, the green gotcha. lantern. He's like, and all the other like alien green lanterns are mostly referred to by their names, you know. But he is the green lantern, yeah. you know, which I thought was kind of like that's kind of interesting that he's like the like alpha yeah. green lantern, you know. Even though the the guardians and green lanterns have been around for yeah. eons, he's kind of like, you know, he's the guy, you know. 
Um, but I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought the Liam Sharp art was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, like the, he really pulls off the science fictiony. Yeah, it was, stuff. I, when I first picked it up and flipped through, I wasn't too sure. Like it wasn't like I'm not sure what what it is, but there's something with the art style, just like that. And um, who who's he get to do? Um, Batman and Robin and all of his stuff with like, Chris Burnham. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that kind of like uh, rough style mm-hmm. for some reason. It's, it's always iffy with me. Yeah, but it it, it it grew on me as I read through it. Um, yeah, and the the absurd sci-fi stuff was uh, really good. Yeah, it looked like he was really having fun. Yeah, like, just coming up with yeah. I think when it was like on Earth, I was kind of like eh. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I was a little nervous about like just the cover because on the cover, like Hal is like. Huge, yeah. I mean, he, he yeah, looks he, like, well, wow, yeah, he is. He's like, like he looks bulking. like the Rock. I mean, yeah. he's like crazy huge. He's got these big veiny arms. Yep. But in the actual pages, he's drawn more like in a traditional style. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I I, I really like this. I, I think I'm going to keep keep reading it. And like I said, I'm I'm, I'm always hit or miss with Grant Morrison because <laughs> you know some stuff of his I really enjoy and some of it like. Some of it I just is just like a head scratcher for me, but like Sea Guy, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. I find that like I, I don't know why. when he actually works on like established characters. Yeah, I can. I, I don't really have a problem reading him. It's when I, he's doing his own. Yeah, it's pretty out there. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to to more of this, and I think there was um, like a two page spread at the end. It's like coming up and future issues of Green Lantern and there mm-hmm. was like we see Green Arrow like yep. looks like they're going to be oh, teaming yeah. up again yep. and hey. yeah so that'll be fun here we'll all the, the soon to be coming things yeah so, so and I, I think like up in the top left corner I'm wondering if those are the uh, like a new version of the do you guys remember the Dark Stars oh the, yeah. yeah from yeah. the 90s yeah and uh, I I loved Dark Stars, but they and like they were almost like a they were like space cops, but like yeah. different from Green Lantern. And, mm-hmm. um, and their their uniforms, like in that picture, like they there were some elements to me that were reminiscent of Dark Stars. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're bringing them back. I wouldn't be surprised if Grant Morrison brought something random and obscure back. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not like him at all. <laughs> So, I mean, he did introduce Flem Lanterns. That It was just too absurd for me. I gotta yeah. say it. I'm not a big fan of the Green Lanterns in general, <laughs> and he's ridiculous. Grant Morrison's a little... Yeah. I, I, too much I, for me. It, the, I, yeah, the I Flem like Lantern was a little weird. Yeah. I, I, that like, was like... We, too, not weird, too weird for Grant Morrison. I was like, mm. okay, I mm-hmm. see what you're doing. That's You're like campy Silver Age, like Green Lantern stuff yeah. right now. That's cool. Um, I could have I could have honestly just read that. I didn't even need Hal Jordan in it to be honest. Like the the severed finger lantern. Yeah. Like all yeah, that that was weird stuff. Yeah, he's he's definitely yeah <laughs> pulling from uh you know his his sci-fi yeah you know sensibilities. But yeah, I'll definitely check out the next issue. I, I think Kate tapped out though. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You you guys and you guys didn't didn't read this right. No. No. Okay. I have absolutely no idea what the heck is going on. That just <laughs> that's, sounds that's crazy. That's most Graham Morrison books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I, the the bulky 
how Jordan art was kind of like a turn off, so I didn't even really add it. You yeah. know, didn't really consider that. That part was like at first I was in it was intriguing, but when I saw like preview art, it just I wasn't feeling it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I actually I don't mind Grant Morris. Like I, I'm trying to remember all the stuff I've read, like We Three, and I like his yeah, Fantastic Four good. one. Yeah, yeah. So it did kind of intrigue me what he would do with. Green Lantern, mm-hmm. but I just haven't gotten around yeah. to it. But mm. I don't know if I should now, since you said Flem Lanterns. I'm intrigued. Like, yeah, what? yeah, microbiotic Flem Lantern that like uses it's, it inside it, of somebody. It's it's, it's not super, like a yeah. It, it's not a. It's it, like a throwaway guy. Yeah, it, it, it's not an integral part of the yeah. story that we know of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That we know of until it gets its three issue miniseries here right. in like a year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it's a with a uh, team up with Sea Guy. Yeah. I remember Liam Sharp doing like the Hulk. Like, I was probably we keep going back like twenty years ago. I remember him doing run. That's where he first appeared yeah. on my radar doing the Hulk. Like, I think late nineties. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I think that's when he kind of came around. Like, I think he was doing some Marvel UK. Yeah. Stuff and maybe even some like uh, two thousand AD. I don't know. But, I mean, I feel like a lot of those. Yeah. Those guys get their start with that, but um, I think he was doing some uh, like maybe some Death's Head. Um, that sounds right. You know, like he was doing some Marvel UK stuff, but no, you're right. I'm pretty sure he he also did um, some Hulk. So, but um, no, I think his I think his art has has come a long way since since the 90s. I mean, there there was some like like you said, I, I wasn't really thrilled with the the idea of like the super bulky yeah how, but he he reins it in. Hmm. You know, I, I think like what we saw was not, um, you know, like. The entire, you know, that was not the entire book. It was, uh, it was, it was, okay. you know, he, he, he reigns it in. And, and like I said, he, he does, I, I think he, um, has some fun, like with the sci fi elements. Yeah. Coming up with aliens and different looks for aliens and, you know, so I'd say if you find it cheap or something or yeah. if you, you know, are lacking something to read, give it a shot. Speaking right. of 499. Oh yeah, that's that first issue. Is it no. is it extra pages or? I don't. I doubt it. I don't think so. I think the I think extra it, bulkiness is ads. To be honest, <laughs> oh. it's just that yeah, it's that first issue bump, yeah. price bump, which yeah, that kind of that always sucks. Yeah, it's, it's I don't get that. It's like why why charge that much for? Comic? It's weird. I always feel like they should do the opposite. I was they about should, to say that. Yeah, yeah. image should, has the right idea. They should do like the first issue should be like two ninety nine or like a buck just yeah. to get people in you know. Get them interested. Yeah, all first issues should be a buck. That'd be yeah. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. Instead, it's like after the thing's already popular, then we'll give it to you for a dollar. Like right. Twenty years after. Yeah. <laughs> well, the comic book business model has never been one to oh, yes. make sense. Yeah. 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 No. Per- yep. Right. Or or have the uh, the readers you know wallet in mind other than <laughs> let's get more out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So although they did they are offering uh, free digital comics now at DC. At least with this, I just oh, are saw. they okay? At least on this one, so I don't know if that's part of the new DC app. Oh, because I mean, Marvel has been doing yeah. that for a long time. I've never redeemed any of them, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is I've, there a sticker that, that has to be peeled back? Yep. See, now we've had this discussion on the show before. Does that compromise the integrity of the book? Oh, no, I don't know. I've never removed the sticker. Hmm. Well, you can actually um, you can peel it enough to get the code without <laughs> taking it to off. Get back on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You don't have to like if you're if you're careful. Now, sometimes they just pop off. Cause yeah. Depending on 
the quality of how it's sticking on there. But um, no, I have some that I was able to just peel up enough to get the code mm-hmm. and then press it back down. But yeah, I think they you're they not, last for like you know, a year or two. So yeah, they're good for yeah. for approximately a year past yeah. publication date. So okay, um, anyone want to go go next? Anyone have anything they want to talk about? No, now we're done. We're just <laughs> nice. all right. Everyone enjoy Greenlander number one. Sean and I read out. read a book. Yeah, together. Yes, yes. It was Doctor Strange what? Essentials Volume Four. Who like turned the pages? Like yeah. he did. He alternate. We, yeah. Jared Jared read aloud, and <laughs> Sean like, sat there in his jammies and listened. And he was like, "Wow, Gene Colan art. Oh man, <laughs> those shadows." <laughs> no, uh, Sean and I read uh, Bitterroot. From Image Comics, which just was it this week that it came yeah. out? Was it, so it's brand new. Um, Apparently, you were waiting for it. I was. I I was aware of the book and had been yeah. anticipating. So it. I'm 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 not aware of this. I mean, I'm aware that we got a copy of it, but I'm not aware of of the anticipation. All I of knew, it. I was familiar. I, I haven't read. I didn't read Sanford Green's work. We did what Power Man before. I was aware I of. I actually him. wanted to read his Power Man one because he. Oh, okay. Really There's only good. so much money to go around, and. Um, <laughs> So he was an he's a cartoonist that I've been aware of, and I had seen like just like preview art of this, and it looked intriguing. And I listened to a podcast with him, and it just made it even more interesting. So this is something that I wanted to check out, and uh, I'm grateful that Image sends us review copies because I probably I mean it, it helped out because I wanted to read it, and mm-hmm. I was anticipating this one coming through, and I really enjoy it. it's beautiful it's a beautiful product all around like the artwork the cartooning is top notch the coloring the choices made there there's like a real it's very thoughtful like the the palette being used on it and just the way it's set up um it's pretty much like is it a period did you read it like it's a period piece like it takes place in the past so far it seems like a period piece yeah like i was just looking at the credits page so i can know who wrote it and who illustrate well obviously i know who illustrated but But the the credits page kind of has like more of a western feel to it, but yet yeah, the most of the story, actually all the story that is in issue one, takes place in like 1924 Harlem. Oh, is it that far back? I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, it's 1924 Harlem, but the credits page, they didn't really date it. It just it kind of gives you a recap of well, not even a recap because it's the first issue, but mm-hmm. it tells you like who these people are. Yeah, a little history of, of like the world that it exists in to set it up. So like they fight like monsters is yeah. what it seems like. You know, like I demons think it's or monsters whatever. that are consumed by hate or like inflicted by hate and then consumed by evil called the Jinyu. I'm pronouncing it wrong probably because they didn't have like a phonetic mm-hmm. spelling. I had to have read me like J I N O O or something like that. And I mean, it, it was a really good, solid read, and I I really like Saffron Green's art, but this is the first time I've actually read a comic by him. Unfortunately, so he he did the art and the writing, or no? Was it a, I think he, he did the. I think he had like a hand in the writing, maybe because it just part. says it lists three names as creators, and he's one of the three. Yeah. So it doesn't really break it down. So he, I imagine, there is some sort of hand in. The, the the plotting of it, if you will. But yeah, they're like a family of like demon hunters in like old timey Harlem, and like we just it's it's 
expository. Like we inter- we're introduced to the characters and just get an idea of what to expect. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I'm not going to give like the, the third grade book report. Like, and then this <laughs> happened. But I, I was I really liked it. It was really intriguing. I mean, it's overall, not like anything else that you see out there now. It's very. It's familiar in some aspects of it, and it's like it's monsters and a little sci-fi mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But the the characters being used in the backdrop, it's set against. I say it's an interesting mm-hmm. juxtaposition. That's an that's a, not a uh, time period that we probably see a lot of stories take place in. If you're saying like 1920s, yeah, Harlem, Harlem right? You know, and so that comes with it like a, probably a lot of interesting, um, you know, design elements as far as like. Architecture and vehicles and clothing yeah. and and not mm-hmm. only that but like probably a lot of you know like a lot of social issues of the day yeah yeah and they they, well, they do there's they do end elements on a good of that one. yeah yeah there's some elements of that and it even like harkens to like current stuff because I mean those issues are timeless still, still going especially on. and because it is an African American cast in this book I think all the creators are too. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, I mean, so I only it, know it is, Green though, so I don't. I believe know when I heard a podcast with me say like the entire creative um, staff are all like African American or, or people of color. Um, so it, it's from that perspective as well. Okay, but like it's just. I'm definitely going to. But it never really loses check that out. you as a, a viewer. It, like no, yeah. Like I feel like you can just. Anybody, and yeah, it doesn't hang on that, you know. It, it just happens to be who they are. I think maybe like the last four pages, well, not even that, like two pages. I think they finally, or at least I didn't pick up on the subtleties, but like they kind of go into more, uh, was it the, the social commentary a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some, yeah, and then like, like uh, yeah, 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 there's, yeah. Some, there's some of that. Like, there might have been some of the subtle time. stuff, like I caught like a couple things, but it wasn't like. Totally, like in your face, right? And then there, then there are some. Uh, like there's a the, scene where it's overt. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, but I was kind of thrilled what happened. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, it's it's very cool, and I'm I'm very interested. I won't in spoil it. it. <laughs> if you guys are curious, you guys can. Uh, I, I, ask me I, yeah, I don't think I'd actually cool. like to read it. Yeah, it's also the time period of the Harlem Renaissance, so I imagine they'll have fun playing with that time period. I'm hoping so. Yeah, really there's am. like a two-page spread it, in the beginning. It feels like kind of a waste if you don't go like with the right. Harlem Renaissance and any, <laughs> any of that stuff. So, Well, there's a two-page spread in the beginning, and it's kind of tough to read it as a PDF because it splits the page where it's like in like a juke joint, and the coloring of it is just gorgeous. Like It's yeah. like cool colors in the background, and they become warmer as they get to the foreground. Hmm. And nice. it's just very lively and everything, and it just was... Uh, that that was the first thing where I saw that, and I was just like, "Wow, this is a beautiful comic mm-hmm. book!" And like they were doing some really special stuff here. Nice. As yeah. far as like the you can just see like the passion coming through, just with the choices they're making and stuff like that. And, like the story's interesting. The characters are all very um, unique. It seems to be and have their own like personalities that are developing, and just mm-hmm. it's drawn wonderfully. And mm-hmm. they have like unique voices. Amongst yes. Each other. Yeah, they have. Yes, they're very distinct. And uh, both in their voices and their appearance and the design of the characters. So this is a comic that you can tell there's a lot of, like, it's coming from the hearts of the creators. Mm-hmm. And it's bleeding through onto the page. And it's mm-hmm. so it was very strong first issue. Yeah, very cool. Most definitely pick it up and read. Oh. Right. I actually bought it. Wow. Yeah. That says, that's, I mean, not even joking around. That, that says a lot because you're, you're, you're typically, like, you, you know, we... We joke how you, you really st- mostly st- like steer more towards like collected 
editions of things and less like single issues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fact that you picked that up, that's that's very telling. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to read it. Yeah. Cool. Um, what about, uh, you guys have anything? anything? Yeah. yeah, we got stuff. Cool. So the new Ed Baker and Sean Phillips is Ooh. out. Yeah, I'm excited to read this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Link and I actually haven't talked at all yeah. about it, nope. so I think I'm going to surprise him with what I have to say. So I love pretty much everything that they've worked on together. Uh, I think he got me into Brubaker. The first time I remember remembering Ed Brubaker's, Ed Brubaker's name was Catwoman. Yeah. It's the oh, first time yeah. I remember. I forgot that he yeah, yep. he was, yeah. Did, yeah, did that back Twitch. in the day. Um, and I really dig noir stuff, so he started getting a lot of the Brubaker Phillips team-up stuff and having me read it. And... I feel like I'm, like, ready to say my butt here. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm saying that it's my least favorite thing that I've ever read of theirs together. Okay. But I have a reason. So, start off with um, the colorist is different, and that's not a bad thing. So, the last few years, they've been going with Elizabeth. I'm going to butcher her last name, but it's, like, Breitweiser or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brightweiser, yeah. Yep. So this one's uh, Jacob Phillips, and the okay. different coloring completely works for the story. But essentially, this is a love story to addiction. Yeah. And what holds this together for me is how you were just saying, um, Jared, that the creator's love for this particular whatever was coming forth on the page. Yes. You can feel Ed Brubaker in this. And I don't know if it's because I knew ahead of time that he had said that this was such a personal story Mm -hmm. for him to tell. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of personal experiences that the main character had, like going to AA meetings with his mom, different things like that. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, the title says it all. My heroes have always been junkies. The character in this story idolizes addicts. Hmm. And... It's unclear if she's actually an addict herself. There are times that they allude to it, and then there are times that it's unclear. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a fan of romanticizing addiction, and I think that this does. Oh, it definitely does, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So that's my, like, caveat. It's It's a beautiful book. It's a wonderful story. It's a sad story. You can feel Ed Brubaker in these pages. But it definitely romanticizes addiction. Like, I would say that this could be triggering for someone who is a former addict and was reading this. Yeah. Like, I I know that a lot of people joke about needing trigger warnings. Honestly, this should have a trigger warning. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's funny you mentioned the uh, romanticizing addiction in in art. Uh, My wife and I went and saw A Star is Born last month. And that kind of romanticizes it to a bit as well. Mm-hmm. It, it does and it doesn't. I don't know. I guess it depends how you view it. Because I walked out of that and I was like, that movie kind of made me want to become an addict again. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and it doesn't really romanticize it, but it's such a like a integral part of it mm-hmm. that it, there's it's, it, it kind of like if, if you are prone to that, there's a certain lore to 
being in that state mm-hmm. that you're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I never had real struggles with anything, you know, mm-hmm. no more than than any person does with, like, you know, being on something and getting off something. Yeah. And there was no, nothing serious. I'm not going to paint that picture. Um, you know, I, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, oh, well, it kind of that's, that seemed fun. <laughs> you know? right? And it's not, it's a horrible yeah. thing that it, it, it is, but that's missing the point is, is saying that. I told my brother that, and he's like, "You, you, what? He's like, what did you watch? He's like, it's not the whole point of that movie at all." But mm-hmm. you no, know, so I see what you mean. There are certain ways where, well, I think, without intending to, that lifestyle can be portrayed as very attractive. Yes. So that's interesting. I, I just that, that that you read that and saw that, and then I I, I know what that yeah. feels like. Mm-hmm. So I, that's interesting. Yeah. No, I I have. Very little. To add. I, I like the colorist, though. It's what Sean Phillips Oh, it's gorgeous. Kid, right? It's the sun. I've been trying to figure I'm that out sure on the internet, sun. and I can't find anything about I it. I think so, because he's been doing the other art in, like, the backups of uh, whatever we're getting in single issues, like uh, Killer Kill, Be Killed. Killer Be Killed, like he did art and that. Yeah. So I think I think Sean Phillips' kids just, you know, following his footsteps. Oh, really? Kind okay. of gave him a colorist gig on this. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. But it, it, the art is interesting because of the way it's colored, it kind of has, like, a trippy feel to it almost, because it isn't their usual colorists so yeah. there's like something off about it a little bit I think the, the the choice of format is interesting too because normally um, in their previous um, you know collaborations they've they've typically gone with a single issue mm-hmm. like a big magazine or yeah, something. yeah format but um, I, I think for, it sounds like for, with this story you really couldn't do that like this has to be told in one shot, yeah, like this yeah, is not this is not the story that lends itself to be to be told over two issues, maybe. Well, and even the <laughs> feel of it. So the protagonist is a sixteen-year-old, and all I can think of when I feel this, I think of short books that I read when I was in like middle yeah. school. It just there's something nostalgic about like like if I close my eyes and I touch this, mm-hmm. it's like I could be touching books that I remember reading when I was in middle school and early high school, and I have to wonder if that's on purpose. Just like the giant magazines are on purpose for their pulpy noir type of stories. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Nothing they do is an accident. That's true. Um, <laughs> I still think that they're gods when it comes to comics, yeah. but. You're right, though. They, they've been working together too long for them to have not thought long and hard yeah. about how they were going to put this out, mm-hmm. and and all the and the reasons behind. Yep. Yeah, I don't think they would do anything by accident or without forethought. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, and surprise, it is a you know a noiry story. Just yeah. In case anybody wasn't sure. Yep. <laughs> And it supposedly ties into criminal, although... Oh, does it? Yeah, so there was an allusion to, um, like, stuff when she was little. Supposedly that's in one of the other stories. But I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of looking at all that yet. Yeah, I was going to say, it reads just like a criminal story where it's just like... I was actually wondering why it wasn't part of the criminal label, but maybe it's like a backdoor thing. Okay. That's kind of cool. Cool. All right, um... Well, uh, let's see. Oh, I um, I recently read a book. Uh, I think it's from yeah, from Image, called Outer Darkness. I don't know if you guys have checked this out. It's um, by Chu, uh, written by Chu co-creator John Layman. 
Oh, I knew it was familiar for a reason. Yeah. And um, I don't recognize the artist um, Afu Chan or Chan, um, but I guess he's worked on he or she worked on a, an Iron Fist book, which it, I feel like it might have been like an online book. It's Immortal, oh. Immortal Iron Fists. Yeah, was that the one where they they had the little girl that became Iron Fist or something? I think I, it, there, it there was like been. a digital only story. Yeah. I remember that being like hyped up because I, Iron Fist came out on Netflix and it was like, why is it a white guy? Blah blah blah. <laughs> the comic was like, here's like a little Asian kid that's like she's a little girl that's like Iron Fist. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what everybody wanted. Yeah, it was like something totally different. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, anyway, so so that person's doing the art on this book. Okay, and um, I. I missed it at first, and then I, I heard someone talking about it, and then I it sounded really interesting, so I went back. So it's basically like Star Trek meets Event Horizon. Oh, boy. Oh my. <laughs> it's, it's like a sci-fi horror, but like imagine if like the United Federation of Planets um, powered its spaceships or its, its, star, its starships with um, uh, gods, <laughs> and they... And there, and there was an element of the supernatural, um, like there were necromancers and on the bridge, and but it's still like, but they're still out there like exploring yeah. the galaxy. It's um, interesting, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what this. So it's like this co- collision of sci-fi and horror. Um, yeah, uh, mankind is. It says like mankind has colonized the galaxy, um, but during the travels, we've discovered like these terrifying secrets, and um, there's this like this part of space where they, they call it the outer darkness. It's, you know, still parts that have um, yet to be discovered. And, um, but there's, uh, you know, there's like demonic possessions and hauntings and like just this cosmic horror, which we've yeah. never really seen before in like a, you know, in, in like a Star Trek type of yeah, yeah. Know, show or, um, or story. So it was really, uh, it was fascinating to me to kind of read this, like like I said, like read this, basically a Star Trek episode yeah. with this supernatural s- side to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was really, it was like creepy, but, you know, like I'm a, when it comes to like Star Wars versus Star Trek, like I'm always, I mean, I love Star Wars, but I'm always going to be like a Star Trek guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was kind of fun to, like, I, I, I like seeing like other people's takes on Star Trek, like, um, the Orville, like that, that, you know, like I love that show. Um, and, and then seeing like reading this was just a lot of fun because, you know, like in order to power the ship, like there's this, um, like I said, they've got this, they, they call it a God engine and they have to sacrifice someone <laughs> to this God to power the engine. So they bring in like these three like death row criminals and they're like, here you go. <laughs> I'm like, that's not what the Federation does. But I'm like, well, this is not the Federation. Yeah. So it's like this this neat juxtaposition between like, oh, we're going out to explore the galaxy. Oh, but we're also but we also sacrifice people to do yeah. it. So. Now, the artwork looks. I just was uh-huh. look, oh, reviewing the review copy. Yeah. 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 The the uh, artwork is beautiful and the coloring and everything. It's yeah. I like I like that cartoony style. Right. Quote unquote, it really appeals to me. I was thinking about you for this one because I like I know you were a big fan of Chew, yeah. Which you know, and and I I actually never really read Chew. I read like the first couple of issues, mm-hmm. didn't really appeal to me because I wasn't a fan of Rob Guillory's art. Okay, mm-hmm. but I like this person, like this yeah. this Afu Chan, 
Um, so I'm yeah, gonna read it. yeah, I think I, I, I think you would really. This is something you would really. I dig it. I dig, I dig yeah, that. Sounds really cool. Yeah. And then yeah. when they take that like that cartoon look and then sort of apply it to a, a genre or a type of story that maybe yeah. wouldn't that wouldn't be the first choice for it. Mm-hmm. That and when it worked, that, and it looks like say, it looked really cool and the, the coloring like the choices there looked really uh, yeah outstanding. And it's not like like I said, it's just like it's like mean haunted Star Trek. <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> yeah. So, like, people are not nice to each other. It, it, it's almost like they took the, you know, like if you ever watched the Star Trek episode where they were they went they visited the mirror universe, yeah, and everyone's yeah. kind of a dick, yeah. It's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> but they just keep going with their, you know, their explorations, and <laughs> like I said, they're they've got this like supernatural aspect to it, and it's just uh, this is really different. And it was really cool, so I'm definitely going to keep uh, keep reading that. So cool. Has uh, was anybody here reading Mister Miracle from DC, the Tom King Mitch Gerard? It just since it just finished, I was I was waiting for it to finish so I could go back and read okay, it. Yeah, it did just finish. I would I've been yeah. reading it in single issues. Um, it was excellent all along. The ending, uh, I shouldn't I should have uh, known that the ending would be. I don't want to spoil anything. Notice it was as ambiguous mm-hmm. as it was, and. Uh, I, it, it wasn't wrapped up in a nice bow, mm-hmm. and uh, as I read, I'm like, yeah, I should have expected that. It was, this, <laughs> this is about right. This is how the book was and the way it connected. Um, so yeah, I don't want to. I won't get into the, the details on it then. But yeah, it wrapped up, and uh, it was a series that did not disappoint. So, cool. So what? Uh, you know, so do you? So you're not a hundred percent satisfied with it, or you think? I you, wouldn't say I'm not. Do you think you have to like kind of like process it a little more. No, whenever something I, I've I've come to realize when it comes to like movies, comics, whatever, if something if I leave something with that thing, that that feeling, mm-hmm. that means it the work was strong. It, it wasn't what I it didn't give me what I expected. So that's a good thing. So it it made me stop and think about it. And that's a good thing. If the work makes me do that, and that's my reaction to it, mm-hmm. that means the work was very strong and wasn't just like me consuming what I want to consume. That was me being given something to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I did like it. I, there's, no, that book would really have to do something really off the rails for me to like mm-hmm. turn my opinion on it after all this time. But no, it was really uh, a thoughtful, well-written story. And the fact that it didn't just like, and here's the boop. Yeah. <laughs> it stuck its landing. It just wasn't the landing I was expecting it to stick. I really didn't okay. know what I was expecting, but it did not... There was no clear cut bow wrapped resolution to it. Mm-hmm. It was a little ambiguous, and that's fine. Like it, it was, I liked it. No, the okay. more I th- I'm reading, I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, no, this is this is genius. <laughs> this is how this book should end. I get it now. Yeah. So no, I really liked it. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going back and, you know, I've, I've heard nothing but great things about it, so I'm looking forward to going back and. Starting from you know fresh yeah. in the beginning. No, it, it, it's a well crafted book from in all aspects. Great, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, you dig it. You dig it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else have any? Uh... Do you want to talk about Blackbird? Sure. Sure. Didn't you before? Yeah. I did. No, no, I didn't talk about it on here. I, oh. I, I mean, I'm 
read it, but okay, yeah. so you didn't talk about it. No. Yeah, I just uh, we may not be getting it in single issues. Yeah, we're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> after this, but I'm totally gonna check it out in trade. My big thing about it is it's gorgeous. So first of all, I like that cover. The cover is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's the interior artist too, I think. And like, I mean, just. Oh wow. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her art. That's why I ended yeah. up grabbing it. I've just she does like a whole bunch of different who, fan art and stuff. Who uh, is Jen it? Bartel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the writing's yeah. by Sam Humphreys. Like, like this is just phenomenal. That's really nice. Right. Um besides the fact that aesthetically it's super awesome and apparently every single previous issue that I saw <laughs> yes. it in, I was like, Ooh, what's that? And I always <laughs> forgot. Yep. Um what's really cool about this is it's just another comic and a long line of comics that seem to be coming out right now that are not geared towards white men. It's a really nice time to be reading comics right now. And I think I mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit before, but like mm-hmm. I'm really picking up on it more so recently with like this and Man Eaters. First of all even at Universal. At Universal, like that was so noticeable. Um, it's also not like like she's a woman of color. That's the mm-hmm. one of the lead things at Universal, Celestina Warbuck. She's a woman of color. Mm-hmm. It's just like nerd culture, while still very toxic at times, is starting to cater or trying to cater to everybody who might mm-hmm. be interested in those things. So it's just really awesome. Cool. Oh, I like really it. Um, yeah, it's a good story. I enjoy it, but because he... Buys all the comics. He gets final say on what we well, yeah, it was, get it, in single issues. It was like an urban fantasy kind of thing. Definitely which urban I'm fantasy. Hit or miss on anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it w- I, li- I liked the art and everything about it. It was just sort of wasn't really sure where it was going. I wasn't a fan of the the main character. It was sort of I don't know, like mopey. She had a rough life, but it was very like weird. If you get what I'm like, I, don't I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. It's a little too okay. down for me. <laughs> In parts, at least. Like, she wanted to... You read it more recently than I did, so if you want to recap what? it, because I'm going to flub it. I mean, I don't want to give away, like, too much. Just I think we should just say she's had a hard life, yeah. and she doesn't have many people in her corner. Yeah. And then that giant lion keeps showing up, both when she's little and then no one believes her, and then it shows up again when she's older and steals the only family member she still has that talks to her. Yeah, it's a, like, she can sense that magic exists, sort of, but magic really doesn't want to have anything to do with her. Hmm. Yep. Basically. So okay. she's, like, trying to conspiracy theory hunt down, like, the the, ma- the magicians or the people with magical powers. You mean kind of like a muggle or something like that? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I feel like if somebody in, like, the Harry Potter universe, like, knew what was up, but, like, didn't have any... Like, if Hermione... Oh, okay. Yeah. ...was, like, instead of... You know, being accepted at Hogwarts, but she knew about magic and just yeah, yeah, tried to find Dumbledore. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot like that. But she's smart enough. You know, she would find Platform Nine and Three Quarters without <laughs> yeah, she any would, help. She totally would have. Mm. <laughs> she totally would. Have. I feel like I entered. A I kind of have a feeling she probably took over Hogwarts <laughs> at that point. She's like, you know what? I don't need you guys. Right. I found you on my own. You, yeah. Your magic don't. I mean, she did basically skip science. the last she's year, like, and she didn't she's like, even need them. Yeah. <laughs> um, since we uh, were on the show last time, because I know the last time we talked about Nancy Drew, we finished the first arc. Okay. Yep. Um, 
I'm still really butthurt that it <laughs> did not take place in River Heights. <laughs> All of my issues still stand with that comic, but I did enjoy it. Okay. I did not finish it. I kind of forgot about it. I think I only read like the first couple of issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like how, like Jared, how you were saying, like there's there's not enough time or money yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just not enough time to read everything. I wish there was. You know, I peeked at the PDF of that, and I wanted to read it, and I guess I just dropped. I never was a fan of Nancy Drew anyway. Mm. No offense, but <laughs> none taken. How dare you, Sean? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, first, The Good Place. I wasn't even a Hardy then, Boys fan. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you Not lost me at The Good Place. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you've got a lot Sorry. of work to do if you want to Yeah, you want to retain your, your spot in this podcast. No. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I, watched, have... I watched Superhero Girls. So there you go. There's something like that. Oh, All right. There's uh, that. You know, that. What is that? Is that the DC comics? That's a DC, is it DC it's Superhero a, Girl? Yeah, it's yeah, DC yeah. Superhero it's Girls. Bratz doll no. franchise, sort of. Yeah, I guess. Kind of I mean, better than Bratz. They're better than Bratz. Not as trashy. Yeah. No. Not yeah. as trashy. <laughs> Actually, child-friendly. Actually, yeah. No, yeah. Monster Very High. Child Monster High is a better example. Monster High was awesome. Yeah. My kid doesn't watch Monster That's High. That's okay. So. I mean, just actually. Actually, I have a friend who absolutely hates Monster wow. High. Because he came up with a book 10 years prior oh. of that, of the same name. And the oh. same concepts. Oops. I mean, when I was eight, I basically wrote the strain, and then I never got any credit for it. So you know, <laughs> some some ideas are we just natural to come to. Yeah, yeah. I did a um, okay. Since we're sharing like this type of story, <laughs> there, what did uh, we all create? Yeah, what did we all create? <laughs> I I did I. Oh boy, this is like back in like 2006. There was some like publisher put some like startup put out like a call. And I forget. And I worked up something where it basically was metal men in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And then, yeah. And well, then like eight months later, like robots versus zombies came out. Yeah. And I was telling about it to my friend. I'm like, I think I'm going to call it zombies versus robots. He's like, that's a dumb title. I'm like, no, no, I think it works. (laughs) So, yeah. I have one. I (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I, I never watched the show, but. I knew the name of it, or I guess Sci-Fi released some sort of like woman werewolf called Bitten. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had like a comic like that, like ten, ten years ago, something like that. Like literally, Bitten, and then it was like a, a woman uh, werewolf. But I didn't like throw my hands See? up. Like they, they stole the the yeah. and rooting through the trash, and right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean sometimes the timing of stuff is just like what. Yeah. But I mean it's also it wasn't the most groundbreaking. Okay. Robots yeah. and zombies, like all right. Well, I was gonna say um, Marvel Zombies had Machine Man go to the zombie universe. So. And, when was that? Oh, that like, was like, this is all like around the same. That was like yeah, Marvel Zombies Volume Three or yeah, something like three. that. Yeah. yeah, the fact that you said Volume Three just kind of throws me. I'm just like, I never expected that to last. Yeah, well, yeah, they're going, like, yeah. Robert Kirkman, you did a zombie comic. Want to make a Marvel zombie comic? Yeah, and he <laughs> mm-hmm. did, and then he made a second and a spinoff, and then it became a franchise. Jeez. Then it then it died, and it hasn't really come back. Yeah, which is probably good. <laughs> unlike a zombie. Yes, unlike a zombie. <laughs> well. He got so, knifed in the brainstem. Yes. <laughs> I remember By uh, capitalism. So my 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 creation story was this goes back all the way to like the uh, early nineties. Um, I forget it was like maybe like ninety, like whenever like Image was formed. 
Yeah. Right. So me and my two friends, like this one summer, we're, we're like, oh, let's let's make a comic. Like, I'll do the art. You guys write it. And we'll all come up with a character together. And we came up with this great character, great backstory. I did a bunch of sketches. And we took it down to um, – we all shopped at uh, Time Tunnel down in Castle Shannon. Oh, yeah. And, and, um, and uh, you know, every so often uh, Pat, the owner, would, you know, publish, like, little mini comics. And we're like, oh, let's see if Pat will, you know like, – so we're, we're, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll go down and we'll give them our pitch. You know, this is what we're going to do. Like, we were all like, I had all my sketches with me and, you know, and we, we sit there, we're like 15, 20 minutes, we're telling him our story and our character and he's listening real intently and I'm thinking, this is going great. And we're like, and so that's it. And he's like, takes a, like a beat and he's like, so like Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all stopped, we're like, yep. <laughs> exactly like Spawn. <laughs> So, yeah, Spawn Aww. beat us to it. Aww. Yeah, that's all right. It sucked. You, you could have bought bought milestone baseballs. If you, only you'd you been called yeah. it much earlier. You could have called the guy like Hal Jimmison or something. Yeah. Like that. Hal Timmons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hal Timmons. Yeah, but I'll, now I'll never have Mark McGuire's worthless baseball. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, so I was going to mention uh. One more comic, uh, I guess before, unless you know anyone, anyone else. I has have it. one. You can uh, go first. Then. Uh, I can okay. get one. Okay. okay, all right. Which one? That's cool. Um, mine's right. mine's oh. pretty quick. Um, this one. Sure. So I was uh, pretty excited about uh, uh, Boom Studios coming out with the uh, they're uh, yeah. coming out with Firefly, and uh, so Firefly number one came out, and you know I'm always like a little apprehensive because it's a not only is it like a television property which. Yeah doesn't always translate to comics, but it's a beloved television <laughs> property. Um, and it's, you know, one that's very, you know, special to me because I just, I love the show and I love the movie. And um, in past, like, you know, the other comics uh, have, like, sometimes they they were okay. Sometimes they were, you know, hit or miss, whatever. So um, I went into this with, like, some trepidation. Um I would say I was like kind of half right and half wrong. Um, so it's written by Greg Greg Pack and drawn by Dan McDade. Um, Greg Pack, um, you know, I, he's I think he's a he's an okay writer. I don't feel like he's totally gotten the voices down yet of the characters. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's trying a little too hard with like the jokey yeah. snarkiness. It's and it, it and it doesn't work for every character in every situation all the time. Um, I think that's part of the, you know, the, uh, the, the beauty of the show of the, of the writing of that show was just the, the perfect timing of, uh, like the dialogue with the characters and, you know, the actors had a lot to do with that too. I mean, you can't deny that that was probably one of the like most inspired castings in like television history Mm -hmm. was that, that cast. Um, and the, um, the story was, you know, uh, it was fairly basic when it started, and then by the end, it, it seemed like they were just piling on um, these different, you know, like all these different, oh, like, oh, well, we started doing this, but then this spun out into this, and now this is happening, and then, oh, then these guys showed up, and um, and the art, uh, Dan McDade, I wasn't sure about when I heard that he was going to be doing it, because the last time I saw anything from him was... Um, and I'm sure he's been working, but like the last thing I read of his was uh, Jersey Gods. 
that Image yeah. put out, like maybe yeah, he's still active. five or six years he's still ago. A Doom Patrol comic for issue of Doom Patrol for DC. But yeah, he's still active. okay. But I mean, and, and I, I like his art, but he and you can tell he's definitely from that like Kirby mm-hmm. school, um, and which uh, again, um, he, I think he does a pretty good job of like making the characters um, recognizable without doing like. Uh, like oh like I got a screen grab and I'm gonna you know right. trace yeah. it. Um, but you, again, like similar to like Greg Pak, it's like you could tell he's still trying to feel out the characters. Um, so um, I'm still gonna I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna still you know continue. I think it's an ongoing. It's not just a miniseries. Um, yeah, I think I think it's their first actual ongoing. Yeah, because they, they've all been like miniseries yep. up to this point. So. Mm-hmm. And, and this is taking place in between, um, like the last episode of the show, and the, it's taking place between that and the movie. Gotcha. So it's like these yeah. are like the like more stories before the movie because ta- because once the movie takes place, That's like yeah. yeah, like things go sideways yeah. really quick. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they're just going to kind of fill like fill the void between the show and the movie That's with cool. these stories. Yeah, because I, 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 I think there's a you know the. The one thing I always re- you know regret about that show it ending is just like the amount of stories they could have told mm-hmm. that they just never got a chance to tell. Um, so I think this is gonna um, you know fill some of that. But like I said, I just I just I hope the writer and the artist kind of you know kind of get their footing and yeah. you know like I said they um, get the character voices and um, like I said the. Uh, the art was still was pretty good, um, wonky in some parts, but not the most know. inspired Dan McDade art I've seen. Yeah, I, I I feel like he was maybe trying to cater a little bit to the. Are, are you looking at it right now? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I feel like he was still trying to cater a little bit to the to the show and to the like the character looks and to the fans and still give them their looks without being like total like a like total slave to mm-hmm. the actor yeah. like the actor's look. Um, I mean, he made them all look distinct enough, but I think there's still some work to be done. This is a little stiffness, and it's it, I mean, it's still very much stylized, and yet you see the actors, and that's not the, where the stiffness is coming from. It's just kind of some of the, the compositions and designs are just a little wooden. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you're probably right. So probably is trying to find a – to get comfortable – with all of it, and I don't know, it's probably the writing portraying. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it just doesn't quite have a bounce to it. Yeah, and I, and 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 you know, I give them a lot of credit because that's that's got to be tough to go into, not only like a television property or like or you know something that's based on a TV or movie, um, but again, something that's going to be something like Firefly, which is going to be scrutinized heavily yeah. by by fans. Um, you know, I. I'm sure it, it's probably getting a harsher review from other people than than I'm giving it. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm still gonna gonna uh, give it a chance, you know, hoping that it kind of finds its balance. So you guys said you had yeah, Sean. Yeah. I got a quick one. Okay, uh, talking about TV. Uh, a couple months ago, CBP had that super secret. Uh, warehouse sale mm-hmm. and when I was there I found a bunch of uh, Johnny Quest comics from Comic-Con that I've heard of and I have yet to see so 
Uh, fast forward to this past Thursday, if you lived in Pittsburgh, at least in the North for Sales area, you lost power like I did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, my wife's sleeping on the couch. I even told her we lost power, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, and my kid didn't freak out, so she was asleep already. But it would be that one time where she just wakes up. We're like, there's no power. Like, <laughs> well, she has a night leg. She's still scared of the dark. Gotcha. Um, so I popped open this uh, a couple of the comics I haven't read. So I found Johnny Quest number one. And I popped it open. And, uh, you know, it was great. I mean, it was like your typical episode. The only way I was more drawn to it was because of Doug Wildly, who did all the character designs like uh, Johanna and... I can't remember what Barbera was. <laughs> um, came to him because he did a bunch of adventure comic strips. And he did a whole bunch of designs, and he actually brought in comic book artists of that time to work on... Uh, Johnny Quest, including Alex Toth, Tooth, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I was like, oh, wow, here's this really cool comic book. It, it also came out in 86, so it's nothing new. Yeah. You know, per me. <laughs> um, so it was like spot on. I mean, what can you expect from the guy that actually had a hand in yeah. this, you know? Uh, it was like your typical episode of Johnny Quest, too. And it mm-hmm. was good. You know, I had, like, uh, Dr. What was it, Dr. Zim? Yep. Yeah, Dr. Zim, and it had uh, Jade. Uh, you know, Race was there. Like, the whole gang was there. So, it was... It was Even the dog? Doug. The dog. dog. Oh, dog? Yeah. Bandit. Bandit, yeah. I always loved Bandit. <laughs> I... I I don't remember much about that show, but I remember Bandit. <laughs> hey, he's a cute dog. Yeah. So, and Haji was there. So. And Haji, and he even did the the Sim Sim album. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, even like, and I kind of was a little nervous reading Doug Wildley's comics. You know, it's like, oh well, maybe he won't really translate all that well, but you know, mm-hmm. his the comics was great. Like his, the pages were just you know well drawn, well paced. Um, a little too much worse for me sometimes, but so it was, pr- it was pretty reminiscent of the of the show. So it was I felt like this was like you know episode twenty. Mm-hmm. I think there was only like nineteen episodes in first season, like of, of the original. Yeah. Wow. Is that it? Yeah. It was. Wow. Yeah, it only lasted right, one yeah. season. Well, same with the even when they re- redid it, it was a really short season if I mm-hmm. remember right. Because I watched like the nineties. Early on, oh, you mean like the new adventures yeah, the new where adventures. they had, yeah, see, I didn't even bother watching that because yeah, I was right. like, but yeah, it was it? also really short because I remember like it was you know syndicated every day on like Cartoon Network and it was like over in like a month or less, it was uh-huh. like, boom, yeah, I was kind of good, like, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Johnny Quest growing up, I got a yeah, taste for it same. like after like art school, so I was like, yeah, I'll watch some Johnny Quest, sure, and I got yeah. like the box set and I just devoured it and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I always remember liking the theme song. It's a yeah. great theme Didn't song. Didn't have like right? kind of yeah. like that like '60s adventure, huh? like yeah, like a jazzy yeah. Like theme. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That show is just so good, but very corny, very dated. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I kind of dig that stuff sometimes. So 
<laughs> and reading that comic was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So go out and find it. I got it for a buck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to steal it from my house, please. <laughs> well, I can, uh, I got a throwback comic as well. I was, um, my day job took me out of the state earlier this week. I was in South Carolina on Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, with with my job, about six months ago, there was a realignment, and I was assigned to a team completely based out of the home office in South Carolina. And so I'm the only person up here like that works. So I, like, I, that's why I get to work remote and everything, because it's like when well, you're practically remote already, so you can just stay home. Like, you go to the office. There's no one in the office that works on the team I work on. And I knew at some point I might have to make the trip down to the home office in South Carolina. So with that in mind, I had, I figured maybe it'd be a week. There, there was, it was still very nebulous at the time. So I started scouting like where the comic book store is at when I'm down there. <laughs> and I, I always do that. <laughs> whenever, whenever, whenever I travel, I yeah. always do that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so there it is. So uh, long story short, our, like our client, uh, the representative we deal with weekly from our client was visiting the home office, so that was an excuse to bring me down. They're like, oh, we'll just bring you Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm like, cool. So we're down there, and Tuesday we have all of our meetings, and then they're like, well, we'll take you out to dinner. So we go to this one restaurant, and it didn't open till 5. It was like 4.30, and it opened till 5. And so we turned. So my boss is like, all right, well, we'll just go. We can just like walk down, look at the shop front on, on the street here. And she turns a corner, and there's the comic book store. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if she heard me gasp in my mind. <laughs> she's like, Jerry, do you like comics? I'm like, actually, I do. And she's like, all right. And she's like, pulls real hard and whips into the like, parking lot. She's, and she's like, just you know where the restaurant's at? Just meet us at five. I'm like, you don't have to. She's like, no, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so she drops me off at the comic book store. I'm like, get out. I, I, I ended up here after all. And um, so I go in, and there's it was a really cool little store. Um, I go through like the back issues. One thing I've learned: this is the second time I've been to a comic book store in South Carolina. The markup, the pro- they really highball their back issues down there. Like, like I was yeah. looking like so it was like five bucks was like the Whoa. cheapest. Yeah, wow. And this was, I mean, it's like seventies, like eighties stuff yeah. books. I mean, they they look like they're still in pretty solid shape. But these are books like I know I could give like two dot bucks, mm-hmm. like out of Phantom, like one of the yeah. Phantoms mm-hmm. around here. And I'm like, gosh. And so I found um, Dollar Book. Dollar boxes. And so I was going through those, and um, it was a lot of stuff from, like, 25 years ago, like er- yeah. that era of the early 90s. There was uh, – I thought about Nick Marino's because there was some <laughs> Martin Eglin Aquamans. He's the only other person I've known that's been, like – that's, like, referenced Martin Eglin <laughs> Aquaman books. And because I thought, like, I was, like, the only person that remembered, like, Martin Eglin drawing Aquaman. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going on that hole. I was like, Susan's going to kill me if I come back with a bunch of comics. I got so many in the house anyway. I'm always like coming back with stacks of comics. This is like, your, that was your carry-on. You're like, I left my clothes in South yeah, Carolina. Yeah. I came back with comics. <laughs> I had to check this uh, short box. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going through, and I found like three items. I did. I found like an old Wizard magazine that was like the death of Superman, like special issue of Wizard. It wasn't like, you know, one of the – Regular runs of Wizards, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, I, that's where I started reading Superman was around that time. So I started, like, I had a 10 year run that started with Death of. And, um, so I got that, and that was a nice little, like, time capsule for every reason. Cause it was also like, oh, like, Superman's dead, but he'll be back. And it's like a preview of the Reign of the Superman storyline and everything. And <laughs> it was, it was quaint. 
I found a copy of Uncanny X. I think it's 372. I think it's Joe Madera's last issue of it. I was like, oh, it's Joe Mad. I gotta get Joe Mad. Now I'm reading it. I'm like, man, it's, this stuff was better in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's not horrible. It's just not as like awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as I seem to think. And then the other one I found was Asriel Ash crossover oh, from man. 1997. Oh, wow. That's, I'm digging there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all a dollar. So I sent like three dollars, like on all this. And, um, <laughs> and the, and so on the, flight back like it's it's a like where i was at the home office is in south carolina but it's a suburb of charlotte north carolina so it's it's kind of like the equivalent of like going from pittsburgh to monroeville it's like the same distance and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so i'm flying back out of charlotte and it's a quick flight it's like an like an hour to fly back and so i'm like oh there's nothing to do and uh so i pull out i read it on the flight and denny o'neill wrote the book and it's drawn by Kazada and palmiotti and this, you mentioned Guardian Devil, I think, in the last episode, and how it was kind mm-hmm. of dated. I think it was on the episode. And so this is Kazada before that. This is after leaving Marvel, because it's at Dash, and he was doing his own stuff then. And it is, it's gorgeous cartooning from Joe Kazada. It's Joe Kazada just, like, going balls out. Like, it's doing whatever he wants. Like, mm-hmm. drawing, like, characters looking all goofy and whatnot. It is beautiful, beautiful cartooning. The writing is garbage. I'm like, there's no way Danny O'Neill wrote this. Like, I don't know how they suckered him to put his name on this, but this is not. Like, the dialogue is just atrocious. What it reminded me of is, you know, like when McFarlane started Spider-Man, he used to say, like, oh, you just, like, would draw pages and then figure out the story afterwards. Yeah. I feel like Kazada just drew a bunch of stuff, then went to Danny O'Neill and, like, figure it out. <laughs> and, it is, and it is just tough. It was a tough read as far as like actually reading it goes. It's just it very much of its era, you know, that late nineties era, and it's just I, I was, I, I'm I'm reading I was like Danielle you know, really wrote this. <laughs> I remember that when I was a, his, his proudest moment. Uh, what's that? I remember reading that as a kid too. Was it? Like, <laughs> yeah, like well, I didn't collect it because my friend Casey had collected them, and he was a fan of uh, Joey Casada. But you know we hang out at each other's houses and draw and draw comics and we'd read comics so he had it and I was like oh wow and I remember like Kazada's really like, on point like Azriel he's got like the big like giant gauntlets and giant mm-hmm. fingers and everything kind of reminds me of your Bandicoot character which I think you told me was inspired yeah it was like, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well when I he did that that, that sort of he did that sort of Azrael mini that three issue miniseries mm-hmm. I love that he yeah, was, his art was just amazing. Yeah, like, he's that. not the weak link in this. I don't know yeah. who is. I don't know if Daniel really wrote this or just <laughs> scripted it or what. Because that that part of it was just like, tough. Maybe tough. He was sleeping at the switch. Maybe, but I was I that a uh, like just a single issue? Or it was. was yeah, it was a one okay. shot. It was okay. a one shot. And like the story is like some like archaeology professor like finds some alien that can conjure. Like, this little alien was abandoned by its parents, and it can conjure, like, fire, and so it, like, manipulates the little <laughs> alien to, like, burn stuff down. I forget. It, the plot is just... I was like, okay. So, Mac and me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> with, with a bit of a twist. <laughs> and, you didn't see that one? <laughs> uh, in the theater. Once. <laughs> About 30-some years ago. Ronald McDonald was in it, so that's why I had to go see it for that Ronald McDonald cameo. <laughs> um, no, and so and then like so, I, 
there's these string of fires, and then like Azrael, like Batman blames Azrael for the the fire, so Azrael has to like clear his name, and that's why he goes to New York City, and he teams up with Ash, and Ash is like the firefighter superhero. So it's was was Batman actually in it for like he's a cameo? Wow, like two yeah yeah and okay, and that's like some quality Kazada Batman. It's like a lot of shadows and gritted teeth. And yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, I just figured they they gave him Azrael to do with Ash because he helped. Yeah. But yeah, there is. It, it, he basically uh, helped create that character. It is Batman's literally on three pages. Okay, of it might be a forty-eight page book. It feels like it's around that. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. I'm like, oh shit, Batman <laughs> popped up. In yeah, this. I would have never expected that. But it's real brief. It's just sort of like the set things in motion. Yeah, for because like that that the arsons there was a character reported seeing that like matched Azrael's description. So. Anyway, I digress. So then it teams up, and it's just like. I have a couple issues of Ash. I don't, I'm not that super familiar with it. It's just, it's very much like a love letter to first responders, which isn't a surprise from because Adam Palmetti. I know from their work that that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's them. Okay. <laughs> and Ash is like, "There's a fire. I gotta go put it out." And it's like, "Dude, you're a superhero. Like, what? Do you, be the <laughs> be that." And Ash is a weird. I don't know, it's just weird. The whole thing was weird. Like, it, beautiful though. Like, it is. That's why I bought it because it's like this is some like. That beautiful Kazada just whacked out cartoon that we don't see anymore. And then I was thinking about it, like a year later was like the Guardian Devil story, and he like reined it back in for that because it's not as uh, playful. Cause, I mean, there's this one page where he draws like the antagonist character, like oh, he's giant and huge, and the mm-hmm. body's like really like, kind of like tiny. He's like this really forced like perspective yeah. type thing, just for effect and stuff like that. And it's like he didn't do this when he went back to Marvel. Like, he Sort of tightened it back up. So, as something to look at on a flight, <laughs> uh, it was it was worthwhile. Did you, did, did you leave it for the next person, like I, with, with the sky mall the or something? Yeah, yeah. Put it in the sky mall. No, no, I, I, I kept. I hung on to it because uh, I'd love to just like look at it. I yeah. just ignore the word balloons. But. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. With um, I think I still have like an old trade, like before they were putting out trade collections. Um, Normally, like, um, do you guys remember the the Ray miniseries? Yes. That was, I picked that up on a lark, like just the first issue. Like, I Joe Casada wasn't even a name yet, but I remember the 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 art was very striking. Yeah, and I just thought I, I just fell in love with. I loved Casada back then. I remember the I like the mm-hmm. first three issues of Ninjak. Oh he yeah, did for Valiant. I, I remember that cover, that like kind of shiny, yeah, yeah the chromium. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, like he and then I he did X Factor. That's right. I think like yeah, I kind of right. knew him. Like, I think he started he on a few the Ray, like that Ray stuff for DC. I think might have been where he first started yeah. coming to prominence, and then he did some X Factor. Yeah, and he gets lost in that shuffle of like early '90s artists that were so like revolutionary. Yeah, he, he, didn't, like, he didn't last very long because I think like he did it, he went and did his own thing. And yeah, then he, he went to the editorial side very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, after the Marvel, Marvel Night stuff, which yeah. is going on, which is having its twentieth anniversary, as yeah, you're aware. Um, yeah, it's when he stopped being a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like during like he was someone that was just as like holy shit, this is awesome as like McFarlane and Liefeld were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know McFarlane and Life were like more like late '80s, early '90s, and then like Casada sort of was like that next yeah. generation or the next class. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't think he 
like for for me as someone who like comics and cartooning and whatnot, like he was someone too that was like, wow, this guy's awesome. I just want to look at his art. Yeah. Very, very, very pretty to look at. Yeah, yep. very distinct. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, um, guys, do we have anything else? Or I think we've been uh, going for a while. I think we covered a lot. Anyone have any uh, anything else to talk about, real quick? I think that's a wrap. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Cool. All right. Excellent. So this has been Comic Book Pit episode two ninety eight. I'm Dan. I'm Sean. I'm Jared. I'm Link. I'm Kate. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, jeez.